Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey everybody, welcome back to Gamer Heroes episode 42. I am Derek and I have my trusty co-host, John. How you doing, buddy? Doing good. Hello everybody listening. Uh, we're back again. We, we made it. We, we, we survived the Black Friday uh, massacre. <laughs> Actually, there wasn't too much of that on the news this year, so that's good. No, no, but we will talk a little bit about Black Friday. So what we got for you today is we've got some news. We're going to be talking... Nintendo Switch sales, Sony's Black Friday triumph, what Microsoft and Sony are doing with the cancellation of Marvel Heroes, a bit about the PUBG PS4 release, and then thoughts on Stick It to the Man, a indie game from Ripstone and Zoink Games on the Nintendo Switch and other platforms. So, let's go ahead and get started. Um, John, as I'm, as I'm sure you know... The, the Nintendo Wii was considered a very successful console in the sense that it sold a million freaking copies. I would say so. We all stood in line for it. Did you have one? Yeah. Yeah, I still have one till we, till, till this day. The same one. <laughs> the same one. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, the Switch is estimated to uh, – this is from uh, an N- uh, NPD analyst. The Switch is on pace – to uh, beat the Wii U's sales in the first 10 months by more than 20%. Wow. So what month are we in right now? What, uh, March? So <laughs> it's 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 in nine months, so one more month. So basically the end of the year here, we will we'll, uh, beat the Wii. The Switch That's, will. Uh, yeah, by, by over 20%, which is huge. I mean, I remember when the Wii came out, if you were not there, you know, launch night it was impossible to get one they were going for a couple thousand dollars on ebay and people were just you know scrambling and all of that um and here we are with the switch the switch is outselling the wii u in the same time span and is still like available like you could have gotten them this weekend it was not that difficult so i mean like are you surprised by that what how does that make you feel I'm not surprised. Um, I will tell you, Nintendo has always suffered from the uh, let's let's not make enough copies or let's not make enough production to sell. <laughs> the, the basically we don't have enough supply to meet the demand. That was the issue with the Wii. That was the issue with uh, early on Switch. So, I mean, this is not surprising to me because the Switch is an excellent console. It has excellent games. Um, there's a lot to offer there, so it, it, I think because Nintendo had to bump up their production since March, um, they that's why there are there were you know very many on the shelf. I mean, I went I did some Black Friday shopping. There was plenty of switches. 
Um, but everyone who wanted a Switch either got one or they're still waiting for Christmas, closer to Christmas. It's probably a bunch on layaway as we speak. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah. This does not surprise me. We remember we predicted in the earlier in the year that uh, this will be the most successful console of 2017. And, I mean, I think that was kind of a safe bet because, of course, it's new and its only real competition from a new standpoint would be the Scorpio, which uh, has you know a much higher um, cost of entry at $500 versus $300. Um, and, I mean, the, it, it is on pace to being the best-selling console in the UK uh, in 2017 as, as well as the United States. Um, it, it's very interesting. I, I think that the Wii had a really weird fan base in that – Nintendo fanboys got it, but a lot of really casual people got it. People who are not yeah. gamers, right? Yeah, that was a huge thing. And it, it was mainly because the Wii, I think the Wii was a little more, um, I'm going to say two words, and this is going to be, <laughs> one's going to be offensive and one's not going to be offensive. Oh, it's a very gimmicky thing, you know? Hey, our games can now make us move and do things. Um, but at the same time, it was also people, I think people like new things like that. And everyone wants to get on the train. Like I'll give an example, smartwatches lately. Like I would have, ne- there are people who were wearing smartwatches, grandparents, people who I, I would never in my life that I would never ever think that they would want a smartwatch, but they want a smartwatch now, <laughs> or they yeah. have one, and it's just kind of one of those things. It's just, oh, it's cool. I can read my my emails and my text on my wrist. Like, <laughs> but I think a lot of it, though. I mean, keep in mind it, the motion controls may have been gimmicky, um, but it allowed uh, non gamers, older people, younger people to play these video games because they didn't have twenty button controllers like an Xbox or something. But on right. top of that, Sony mimicked the Wii Remote with PlayStation Move. Yeah, which I bought, and I'm very, very disappointed that I even <laughs> bought that. <laughs> Seriously. No, I, it was better than the Wii. Like, I will say it was more responsive than the Wii. Well, did you ever, but... get, the, did you ever get the Wii Motion Plus? Uh-uh. Okay, see, that's the thing. So you got to remember the Wii came out in, like, 06, Right? right, but a couple of years later, they enhanced the accuracy with this little dongle that plugged into the end of the Wii remote. It just, I did not know about that. It just made them longer. I'll show you. I, I've got some of them, uh, and uh, it just made them longer, and it made them more accurate. And it came with See, some of the games, like uh, there was like Wii. What was it like Wii Wii Play Plus or something like that? <laughs> so my primary reason for buying the PlayStation. Um, Sorry, the, the the PlayStation – what's it called? Move, <laughs> I know, I the lost, PlayStation Move. Thank you. I just lost my train of thought. Um, was because I wanted to play Killzone 3 um, with the gun. And, uh, dude, I will tell you, Killzone 3 was a great game, but it was way too difficult to actually play the game and move around and look around while holding this gun. Mm-hmm. Do, do you remember how that worked? Did, did I you do. Did you see how – I didn't have that. I so on the Wii I had um oh it was an old first person shooter arcade game uh like zombies and stuff but not Resident Evil. House of the Dead. That's it. Yep, that was it. Yeah. That's the best one, dude. House of the Dead. We we still have to stream Overkill. Overkill is probably the best one there is. <laughs> it's the it's the only Wii game that I just like go to every year. 
I liked House um, of the Dead. I, I remember the gameplay very well. I really enjoyed it. It's a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, you know, no, it, I, I feel like uh, it doesn't surprise me. And the Switch, I think, has a better marketing promotion. Are they promoting it better marketing wise? Um, they're definitely killing it in the UK. They're killing it globally. Well, a, much, a much easier message this time, right? With the Wii U, I think too many people were confused by it. A lot of people thought it was an add-on to the Wii or a sequel to the Wii that was just an extra tablet, and nobody really right. knew what it was. And they're making it very clear what this is. Distancing themselves from the Wii U. Distancing themselves from the PS4 and the Xbox One. Um and kind of just creating this hybrid market that nobody else really has a competitor for. The The closest thing to a competitor is Nintendo's own 3DS. Right. So, you know. But, uh, but okay, so Switch is not the only thing that is selling well. So you were telling me that Sony killed it on Black Friday. Yeah, um, apparently this was released from the, the president of Sony, um, he basically said, we sold more consoles than we ever have in our 22-year history uh, this past weekend. And it, it did start – it wasn't just on Black Friday. They're including the whole weekend, but the bulk sure. of their sales were on Black Friday. Um, just so you know, several retailers were selling the Sony P- PS4 Slims uh, for as low as 189 and as high as 199 which is $50 discount. Um, and then they were selling the Pro for 349 which, again, is a $50 discount. Man, um, I, I saw the same prices for the Xbox One S. And I got to say, like, if you were wanting an Xbox or a PlayStation, this was the weekend to get it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That I think about that all the time. Like, hey, if... If, if my PlayStation died today, I would upgrade to the Pro, and I would have I would have got a good deal on it. Um, you know, but even if you don't want the Pro, for one eighty nine, you could have walked home with a PS four or an Xbox One, new in box. You know, some some bundles even came with a game. Exactly for one eighty nine. Well, you could you could have done the entire full VR bundle. I believe it was like four ninety nine or something. It had the VR, a game, and the PS four. I didn't see those bundles. I saw the the bundle that was the the PSVR, the camera, and a game for like three three fifty or something like that, um, which is still a good deal. I mean, I I really had to try hard not to buy PSVR this weekend because you could get it for two two hundred bucks, and then you could buy the camera separate for sixty. So for two sixty, you, you know, I would have been completely VR ready at home, and so that was really which, hard. Which is my which was my price point. It's just. Funds are a little tight at this current moment, and VR is not that high on my radar. I'll tell um, you what, though. It's that camera that throws me off because I'm already exactly. spending 200 bucks on PSVR. I already spent the 400 on the PS4 when I got it. So to spend another 60 on this little camera that really should just be part of the VR system to begin with, um, that's a little frustrating. And you got to be careful of these bundles. So I noticed this. I, I brought it up to you a little bit just in case you pulled the trigger, but... GameStop had a bundle. It was the PSVR camera bundle for $299. You could buy PSVR for $199. And right. you could buy the camera by itself for $59.99. So basically they were selling a bundle that was $40 more <laughs> than the two components separately. 
Yep. <laughs> that makes <laughs> so, sense. I don't know how many people bought that. Uh, there were some bundles, of course, that came with a game. And, of course, the ones that come with a game, you know, you're, you're saving some money there. That's different. But there was a bundle that had no game. So. Well, I mean, they're just they're, – they're thinking that as we get closer to – December or excuse me Christmas time they'll they're expecting projecting a lot more sales they're actually saying that they think 2018 will be even bigger um, given that they're not only going to be raking in on uh, game sales because they're expecting big titles like Last of Us 2 they're expecting the new Spider-Man game the new God of War game so they're thinking that um, next year is probably going to be a lot bigger for consoles for them particularly. And that's Sony. Yeah. So I, I, mean, I mean, I'll be getting all those games. Yeah. But from a, co- a hardware perspective, at some point they, you know, you reach everybody who has one's going to have one. Right. Um, yeah. 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 You and I both have them. So like whatever games come out next year, that's great. We'll get those we just games. Get the games. Right, right. But we're not buying new hardware. Right, and that's the big catch right now is that yeah, the Switch is selling really well and is probably going to be the best-selling console of 2017. But you have to remember how many millions of people already had a PS4 and an Xbox One before the Switch came out. That's a good point. Um, Myself included. Like in 2017, the only console that was on the market for me to buy that I didn't have was the Switch. Yeah. You know, yeah, so well, it's just an important I don't have thing an Xbox, but the Switch was not even a question. I was like, I need to have this. But it's just an important thing for people to realize that, yes, I mean, the Switch is selling well, and it's good news for Nintendo, but at the same time, the competition is different. Um, the only new console, I, I guess, other than that was the Scorpio, which you know was, is really only for hardcore gamers and people with 4K TVs, very different market than the Switch. Um, and then you have the 2DS XL, which, of course, is Nintendo, and is just another version of the DS line. So not a whole lot of direct competition. And Sony was really banking off of uh, price cutting really. So, right. Well, I mean, it's funny how $50 is that enticing to me. It doesn't really sound like a huge discount, but well, it's, it's a big chunk, right? So if you're spending two fifty and you get 50 bucks off, that's 20% first off. And then it's basically a free video game. Yeah. Right. Or or a free controller, because a lot of families, you know, you're going to have a couple of kids who have to play or whatever. So basically the way these parents see it, especially on Black Friday around the holidays, is, look, if I get it now, I get a free game or I get a free controller with it. That's true. No. And and that's I mean, controllers. I was just telling I was just telling we were just talking about Black Friday scores and uh, I broke my controller last month and controllers are sixty nine dollars. For PS4. Yeah. So I got it on Black Friday at $38. Hell yeah, that's half off. <laughs> so. And another number to remember here is that if you look at competition at 189 then the PS4 comes in basically $100 cheaper than the Switch. Right. And that's a PS4. Right. And that's – so you're talking about two-thirds of the price of a Switch. So – if you're a parent who's strapped for money and you know you got to get your kids something for, for the holidays and you're not sure what it is but they like video games, I mean, that's a big chunk of change. You forgot to mention that it's the Slim too, so it's the newer model. It is. Yeah, you're right. It is the new one terabyte Slim model, um, just like the uh, the Xbox One S is the new one terabyte model of, of the Xbox so as well. So you would actually be getting a better 
it's got a few other upgrades to the hardware, but if you'd you'd actually be getting a little bit better of a of a PS4 than than the people who got them on launch day. That's true. So I have the uh, Arkham Knight edition, and so I was. Ten- I love that one. <laughs> if I ha- if I had a regular one though, I probably would have traded it in and upgraded because y- you would have gotten the terabyte hard drive and the newer hardware. See, I I have the original launch one that I got <laughs> uh, at Best Buy, um, <laughs> and it's I mean it's still kicking. So until it starts. Until it goes bad, I don't I don't have a reason to change it. But when it does go bad, I will probably get a pro. Well, okay, so I had pre-ordered both the Xbox One and the PS4 and had launch day editions of both of them and sold both of my pre-orders to friends because I didn't I, – I changed my mind at the last minute. And then like a week later, I had – seller's remorse. <laughs> and, <laughs> seller's remorse. And, and had my little brother uh, – who works for a major retailer, get me an Xbox one. So I missed the, I had launch day editions, the day one editions of both consoles and I'd let them go to friends <laughs> and ended up getting one a week later anyway. Well, you got one. I mean, you had two, so well, right, <laughs> I mean, right. I, I don't blame you, man. That's like, I mean, think about it. Launch day. What? It was three ninety nine. It was 400 for the PlayStation and 500 right. for the Xbox. Yeah, yeah. Which, which was why would why would Microsoft do that? It was the I, Kinect. I, I never understood that move. It was the Kinect. So they believed that the Kinect was <sighs> going to be this AR VR bridge thing for home consoles. That was their edge. But the Kinect is expensive. It's a hundred dollars, and so it's it not worth them anything. <laughs> it's now, shit. Nobody uses it. Yeah, now it's shut down. I mean, they've stopped production on it, and that's the end of it. So. It was just a terrible move. It, it was, was just a really bad move. Like I don't understand where the thought process was on that. Well, that, that's what it was. It was they they thought the Connect was an area the market was going to go, and it just didn't go that way. It, it was gimmicky on 362. Like it was gimmicky either way. Like it. Yeah. I don't know. But remember, this was all, all part of the Xbox One is your entertainment center, right? You can talk to it. Hey, Cortana, you know, play Netflix or Xbox <laughs> On, and you know things like that. And, um, you know, I'm sorry to anybody out there who still has theirs hooked up that way. Um, <laughs> right. We're not making fun of you. We're just saying it's weird that they. Well, I was apologizing was because, be. uh, if their Xbox heard me say one of those phrases, it may have turned itself on. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it was, it just didn't really work. They didn't get the games behind it that they needed. Nobody was really interested in it and it ended up just being an expense and they removed it so they could price match the PS4. Yeah, you know, and I mean, they made it really convoluted with the S too. If you if you bought the S, um, you had to get a special adapter to make the Connect even connect to it. So, which is just again baffles me. Uh, again, like yeah, why? No, totally why? silly. Now, You're just not making it easy for people to no. buy, and they weren't. They really weren't. Now we're only halfway through the news here, but before we continue, I want to. Uh, we have a big announcement to make. Uh, next week on Tuesday, December 5th at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Pacific time on twitch.tv slash heroes podcast are the second annual Screen Heroes Awards. And this is important for this show because for the first time we are adding video game categories to our award show. It's not just TV and film anymore. 
Woo. Woo, awesome. indeed. So we've got categories like best first-person shooter, best RPG. Uh, we split them out for, you know, things like in a franchise versus a newcomer and uh, just tons of different categories. You can still vote if you go to facebook.com slash heroes podcasts or at heroes podcasts on Instagram, you can still vote up until the day before. So go out and vote for the winners. If you vote, you're entered in to possibly win prizes as part of the awards when they go live on Tuesday December 5th. So join us. Uh, we'll be there in person. It'll be a lot of fun. We've got uh, lots of other people coming in, a bunch of different hosts from different shows and guests. And uh, it'll be good. It'll be a cool time. If you're curious what it looks like, you can go watch episode 50 of Screen Heroes uh, on our YouTube channel or at heroespodcast.com to kind of see sort of what it looks like. I'm hoping it'll look a little bit better this year because, you know, lessons learned. Do it. Do it, guys. Check it out <laughs> when we're done. No, you're forgetting one other thing. You, I don't know if you were going to plug it later on, but we've got a new Patreon video out, guys, and I think you're going to love it. So, Well, it's not please. out today. It'll be out on Thursday. Soon. When this airs, <laughs> it'll be out within days. <laughs> yeah, so I'm not actually in this one. I just filmed it, but John is in it. And uh, I, I, we can tell you this. We can tell you that... Justice League characters are involved. Right. A classic Academy Award winning film is involved. Not Suicide <laughs> Squad. Um, <laughs> and if you want two weeks of early access, go to patreon.com slash heroes podcast and become a patron as little as a dollar a month. You'll get two weeks early access plus behind the scenes content. Um, and uh, yeah. So that's that's all of our plugging there. So let's go back to the news. Um, what what was the next thing? Oh, uh, Marvel stuff, right? Marvel stuff. What Sony and, and and Microsoft doing with these these games? <laughs> nice. <laughs> Couldn't get it out. <laughs> like, oh man! Struggling. So last week we mentioned that Disney and Marvel decided to shut down Marvel Heroes Omega which is kind of their Diablo-esque style game that was uh, free-to-play where you would buy heroes and skins and things of that nature. It was completely shut down. Um, so basically, Gazillion shut down all of their servers. The game just went offline very quickly, earlier than they had originally said. And people are obviously really upset about this. Uh, the employees were fired... No severance, no PTO, just base, just fire, just let go immediately. That's um, just crazy to me, though. Like, they just pick up and go like that. This is a weird one. I mean, video games fail. Video game companies fail. It's an unfortunate side effect of a very volatile industry. And for anybody listening out there who works in the industry, like, seriously, I... I Good for you. It's a lot, it sounds really difficult and stressful. So thank you for helping make video games. Uh, but this this is this is a sad story. I mean, this game I never got to play it myself. But either way, this was a game in launch, and these people got fired, and they have lives, they have families, they have homes and apartments and cars and etc. Uh, medical bills, I'm sure, some of them to, to worry about. So that sucks. Um, yeah. But basically, Sony and Microsoft were left 
to pick up the pieces uh, with a customer base that is frankly pissed off that they've spent in some cases hundreds of dollars on characters and skins and, and what have you for, for the game. And uh, both companies are taking a different angle to it. So Sony has basically said this, look, any purchases made within the last 90 days, we're going to refund you. Uh, you'll get the refund fairly quickly, but, uh, you know, that's that's it, the last 90 days. Microsoft, hmm. on the other hand, is saying that they're willing to refund all purchases See, made. See, it's like a one-up dick measuring contest. Sorry. I had I to mean, put that out there. It might be. I don't know who, who came out with theirs first. Uh, but... You know, I think it's damage control is is really what it is. And the truth is, is that Microsoft has to be more careful than Sony. Sony is in the lead. Sony is number one in this console generation. So they have a larger fan base. They have a larger install base. They have a little more room for error than Microsoft does. Microsoft has just launched their new Microsoft uh, uh, the Xbox One X console. Um, and they have to be very careful about that market. They have to try and catch up with some new, you know, first par- uh, first party titles, things of that nature, with the Switch like right on their heels now. So it might be more of Microsoft just playing it safe. Uh, I I mean, yeah, but at the same time, it's kind of funny. It's like, well, you guys said you're going to only do the 90 days. Well, you know what? We're going to do the whole year. Like, come on. Like, you could have just said six months. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's the thing, though. Like, I don't know, like, did Microsoft say it first, or did Sony say it first? Like, I, I don't have that report. They came out at the same time. So, yeah, so, like, I mean, they may have had that plan already, and it, it may have been a situation where Microsoft was like, yeah, we're just going to refund everybody, and Sony was like, well, well, we're not going to refund everybody. You know, so I don't know which way it is. It could it could have gone either way. Uh, but if you play it on PC, uh, I am sorry, but you're probably, you know, Shit out of luck, it sounds like. Um, Gazillion is basically no longer a thing that exists with people that work for it, so they're not responding to anybody's requests. So if you played it on PC, you that money is probably gone. So Right, right. You're just kind of screwed. And it's kind of weird how um, Sony and, and Microsoft are playing that. They're kind of playing that like, well, if you had a console, we'd have your back role. Uh, and it's kind of weird. I kind of like I can tell that there's something for sure going on with that. Wait, wait, what do you mean? Like I feel like it was it was not only a move to I guess it was not only a move to uh, to look good, like it was a good PR stunt, but it was also a move to be like, well, you know, if you had bought this on your if you had a console, you know, we have your back on these things. If something happens, we have your back. Trying to add benefit that's not, you know what I mean? Like add like a benefit that's not really a benefit. Well, it's the difference of on a console, you have to buy it through the console maker, right? So you have to buy it through the Microsoft store or the PSN or the Switch eShop versus on PC where you can buy it directly from the publisher. Right, but so on an the Xbox, publisher is not going to pay you money. <laughs> well, right, that that's the thing, right? So I don't know if it's really anybody trying to say if only you had had a console because Microsoft gets you know they they want their first party games on PC too, um, but they're not going to give players money who didn't pay them. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it would be like Burger King offering a refund to McDonald's customers. 
and then McDonald's getting pissed and, and giving free burgers away. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I'm not sure about that. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I just feel like there's probably another end game on top of that. And I, I feel like for me, all you did was say you just solidified why I have a console. I'm not saying that's me, but like, oh, why did I buy that on console? Because they've got my back. I yeah. I mean, maybe. Um, at, at the end of the day, I think a lot of it is just them wanting to not disrupt their fan base too much and being careful with games as a service because games as a service is the new in thing right now. And mm-hmm. they have other games that are based that are based on a very similar sales model. So, But uh, all right, man. So talk to me about PUBG <laughs> on PS4. Is this thing finally happening? Oh man, no, it's it's not looking very good for for PS4 people. Specifically PUBG unfortunately has been pushed again. Um in fact, speaking of dick measuring and speaking <laughs> of this weird console Microsoft Sony war, Microsoft is trying to basically extend their exclusivity of the game. So they're basically going out of their way to make sure Sony doesn't get it for a while. Um, So basically uh, PUBG is heading to Xbox One next month, and they're looking to extend that significantly. So no one knows the the actual numbers, but it doesn't look like us PS4 fans will be getting PUBG anytime soon. Maybe, Maybe not even in 2018. So wait a minute. So is this is this the whole they also want to move it to mobile thing? No. Okay. So I was gonna talk about that here in a second, but uh, m- the mobile thing is it's a test. It's it's not even a re- it won't even hit the U.S. for a while. It's being tested in in China first. Um, but yes, they are eventually trying to work PUBG to a mobile platform. But again, that's going to be in the Chinese market before it even touches our market, and that's even if it's successful. But think about this, though. If they can get PUBG to run on mobile devices, that means it might be able to run on Switch. Well, I, I mean, I didn't think about that at all, but... Could you imagine if somehow Switch got a version of PUBG before the PS4? <laughs> <laughs> I think there'd be... Uh... I, I would actually be pretty happy with that, to be honest with you. <laughs> I would Dude, not be mad at all. I think some people would be pretty mad. Well, it, it's another weird thing is uh, – this is kind of causing some, some ruckus with that too – is uh, when Microsoft released the uh, Xbox One X, they kind of made it sound like it was a launch title. And people are kind of a little upset about that because – they, that was one of the games they kind of headlined for that. Um, and then then later on said, you know, 2018, but – or excuse me. No, it's still 2017. Sorry about that. They said later, but they never really said when in the year. Um, but that's kind of causing some ruckus because people are, are looking at it as like, oh, if that was a launch exclusive, which it never has said that. But it's kind of being treated like we talked about with the Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy. Uh-huh. Sony purchased it for a little longer, and Xbox people won't see it for a while. It could be a situation of, you know, launch window versus launch title. 
it's a subtle difference, but the launch window, uh, you know, could be, you know, in the entire first quarter that a console comes out. So with that in mind, if PUBG hits Xbox One in 2017, the concept of it being a launch window title would be accurate. Well, it's supposed to hit uh, next month. So, so there I believe you go. it's December 12th. Nice, nice. Okay. Well, that's so cool, that's, man. It, it's it's kind of shitty, but it, it's also the game. That's what it's become. It's become who can who can uh, lock down this game before the other. Right. And uh, that's kind of what it is. And and I. It sucks for us, the fans, the people who want to play it, the people who chose who had only enough money or or are diehard fans who are loyal to a specific system. And uh, you're not going to get it, but I mean, you'll eventually get it. You'll just have to wait. But um, I mean, I guess Sony drew, drew first blood on that. Right, right. Okay, so that's kind of it's kind of how that goes. Well, I'd like to know if anybody out there listening plays PUBG currently or was intending to play PUBG. I want to know what you think about this. Were you hoping to see it on PS4? Or do you think it's fine on PC? What What do you want from PUBG? Let us know. You can hit I us can up. I can tell you. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. No, you can hit us up at Heroes Podcast on Twitter and Facebook or contact at heroespodcast.com. Nice. With the voice. <laughs> um, I, I was going to say, I, I wonder how this, how the uh, banning thing is going to work on, on the Xbox. Because they uh, have been relentless on PC. You can ban people on a console too, so... No, I don't think it's that easy, though. Sure it is. Why is it any harder? I mean, you could report players on Call of Duty as we speak right now in Battlefield. Um, but I feel like that nothing ever happens <laughs> to those. But they are relentless on PC, man. They are like... They are basically... <laughs> you... you you, I, we've already talked about this in a previous episode, but it, it, it's a lot. It's a lot of people. They're banning like 3,000 people a week or some shit like that. Mm. Yeah, that is a lot. All right. Well, the only other thing we have to talk about today is a little game called Stick It to the Man, which uh, is a game from Zoink and Zoink? Ripstone. Uh, if Ripstone sounds familiar to you, that's because I talked a little bit about one of their other games, uh, Chess Ultra, which was a Switch title that I was checking out a few weeks ago. Stick It to, Man, to the Man is a totally different game. Uh, this one is by Zoink, uh, like I said, and it is a platformer. It's a, it's a 2D platformer, but it's done much in the way of Paper Mario as far as art design is concerned. And I've only played a little bit of it so far, so I'll probably talk more about it next week. Uh, at this point, I'm at Chapter 4. So for anybody who's played the game and knows what that means... Tell me yeah. about your first impressions then, man. This is a fascinating game. Because it sounds like Rage Against the Machines made a game. And <laughs> what do we do? We want to stick it to the corporate America. No, it's stick not it to like the man. that. It's not like <laughs> that. So, alright, I'm going to read the synopsis from the press release, just so people kind of get the color here. Meet Ray. He's just woken up from a bizarre accident with a giant pink spaghetti arm sticking out of his brain. <laughs> oh my god. This gives him extraordinary 
mind-reading powers, as well as being able to transform the world around him by tearing it and using the stickers he finds to solve mind-boggling puzzles. Sadly, Ray doesn't have much time to get to grips with his new psychic abilities as he's on the run from The Man for a crime he did not commit. Can you help Ray out of this sticky situation? So I just have a song, and it's like... It's that I just keep thinking that... <laughs> um, Hangman is coming down from the gallows and I don't have very long law man like come on like like that's that's kind of what he he's he's on the run do we need a new segment where you can sing to us i am not gonna sing I, that's why i half-ass sang it and gave you the lyrics but right. yes that is a song so, so okay what, what time period does this take place in the game no no idea i this is its own <laughs> world uh but th- so first off the artwork is really cool everything is two-dimensional uh, and there's layers to it, so there's stuff in front of you. Uh, you know, so like as the camera moves, there's some things that your character will go behind because there's multiple layers. It's got you know a foreground and a background and stuff behind that. Um, and the music is really cool. It changes depending on what part of the levels you're on. Um, the dialogue is really fun. First off, there is voice acting, which. I love indie games and I play a lot of indie games, but a lot of them to save on cost don't have voice actors. They just do text. And um, I play a lot of games and I don't always have the patience to read everything. And I know that that sucks and I apologize, but the fact that this has voice acting with subtitles is great. Um, And the voice acting is fun. It's good. It's, it's kind of light and whimsical. There's, some you know, a lot of puns and very self-aware jokes that are made. Um, you know, there's a, a pirate that makes a pun and then acknowledges later that he made the pun and didn't even realize it. Just kind of very meta stuff. Um, so, do you do you have a game you can compare this to, or man, you know, I I really don't. I really don't. I mean, it's a two D platformer. The art style, like I said, is similar to Paper Mario, uh, but it's a much kind of it's a more it's like if Paper Mario met Tim Burton. That's okay. what I would, I would don't say know what from, that... from an artistic standpoint. Huh. Which makes it really interesting. Um, and you know, the gameplay is really smooth. It's very easy to, to figure out how to play for the most part. Um, if I had any complaint about any of the mechanics at all, it's that the map is a little hard to read. Uh and, and that might just be because I'm playing it in handheld mode right now because I'm on the road and I'm not playing it on my TV. Uh, but I did find the map a little hard to read. Um, but other than that, like, it's very puzzle-based. Like, you'll come across a character or a thing that needs to accomplish something, and then you have to go throughout the level and you f- might find the thing that helps them accomplish that goal. But it might be three steps down the line where you have to help person C because that helps person A and that or person B and that helps you get back to person A. Um, interesting which is really fun a little complicated but cool (laughs) it is yeah it is and i don't i don't want to give away any of the puzzles right because that kind of ruins the whole concept of the game um but the mechanic the 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 core mechanic so you know the way most most good video games work is they find like a mechanic they find a thing that's their thing and then they do that one thing really really well and then they build the world around it so like, in Zelda Breath of the Wild, that thing is climbing. 
right? Right, you, right. You can they climb, did very well on that. Right? Yeah, you can climb, like, everything in Breath of the Wild. Or, you know, in uh, Super Mario Odyssey, it's Cappy, right? The ability to throw your cap and control things. Um, so in this game, it's this spaghetti hand that's coming out of your head. And you can use it to manipulate objects, but you can also use it to read people's brains. So you can read their minds and know what they're thinking and what they're feeling. And that helps you know, like if they won't tell you, it helps you know what problem needs to be solved in order for them to move on. That's so, that's very odd. (laughs) That's all I can say. That, That is, I mean, it's different. It sounds so like a lot of fun, but damn. And I will give this this early part away a little bit, but they it's all done in this idea of you you end up getting hit on the head very early on in the game, and um, you get a concussion, and so you're hallucinating essentially. So it's hard to know what is real and what's not real. If that makes Why? any sense. Why is that? Well, because you don't know what is from your your concussion and your hallucinating versus what's in the real world. So the whole time it's it could be it's questionable. At least so far, yeah. Gotcha. At, at this point, like I said, I'm only on chapter four, so I've been playing for like an hour or so, um, and I gotta play more, of course. So I'm gonna play more of it and then kind of come back with my final thoughts next week. Okay. You know so. But I mean, it's a it's a cool little game. I'll, I'll tell you that. Like I, I'm really enjoying it. Um, it's it's not like anything I've really played before. And uh, it's if you're into 2D platformers, I would certainly suggest it as as a game worth getting. Um, and if you want to, I mean, it's available on a, on different platforms, like a, a bunch of them. Uh, I mean, you can get it on Xbox One, PS4. It's on Steam. It's on. Uh, PS3, it's on Wii U, I believe it's also on Vita, and now it's also on Switch. Uh, and I'm playing it on Switch, of course. <laughs> um, well, and you know, the, way to go. <laughs> the soundtrack is even available on Spotify. That's cool. Yeah. So I mean, and the soundtrack is fun. It's a really fun soundtrack, which I think is really important for a game like this that has. A lot of like color commentary and it's very tongue in cheek and, and things of that nature and it's super affordable too. This is a ten dollar game on Xbox One. But you have it for Switch. I have it for Switch. Yeah, I don't know right. the the cost of the Switch version. So the Switch the Switch version is brand brand new. Uh, and in fact, you know, off the top of my head, I don't even know if the Switch version is officially out yet. Um, but uh, yeah, so there you go. Cool. Well, I would love to hear. I can't wait to hear the rest of your review uh, next week, and you can tell me if you think it's worth the money and how long the game is. Yeah, yeah, I'll definitely let you know. That's for sure. But uh, on the other side of things, though, I have been playing more Doom on Switch. Good for you. And how you liking man, it, dude? It does get like when the the big guys when the big I, guys. Yes, show up. that's what I was with the with the white things on their head. Yeah, those guys are. Uh, they come at you. They're jumping and they're pounding the ground like there is no joke there. Yeah, those guys are serious, dude. They are really serious. <laughs> and that's like, uh, so you're talking about. So that means you're at the point where you're start. You're at the reactor cooldowns, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got yeah, I got the yellow access, and I've shut down two of the three. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
So. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, that's a good. That's <laughs> when do you see the next creature after that? Oh, like God. you're not even like. <laughs> yeah, they've got like a. a I want to say telepathic creature. That's after good. that. Okay. Some crazy cool, cool. stuff, right? It's fast pace. Yeah. No, it's very fast pace. I try and slow it down a bit because I I play, <laughs> I, I play first person shooters a little bit slower. So I got a question for you since. Uh, since we discussed it, did you take? Did you turn off the uh, chromatic uh, aberration? Did it make a difference for oh, you? Oh, I forgot. No, I totally forgot. <laughs> You've been playing. <laughs> okay. Oh, I totally forgot. I'll it's do that good, tonight. Man. I'll do that tonight before I go to bed. So yeah. you had no issues with the brightness? I mean, I, I just thought that's how the game looked. I mean, every game looks different, right? So it just looks like a different game. It's very Doom. It doesn't look like Halo or something, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, I understand it's supposed to be darker. They're, they're, we're talking about alien demons, you know? Yeah, so I, like, I don't really feel like I had anything to compare it to to know that it didn't really look right. Gotcha. So. Cool. Well, that's great, man. I, I, I'm glad to hear that. We we need it. Like I said, we need to pop online. We do you do. have it with you? I do, but like – In Canada? So I'm, at a, <laughs> I'm at a hotel in Toronto, and the internet is barely good enough for us to record this episode, so I'm not going to – I'm not going to try gaming on, on the web. I'll just do some solo stuff this week, I think. Right, right. But, uh, but speaking great, of like man. teaming up on stuff, the uh, the girl and I uh, just finished the uh, Diablo 3 on PS4. Um, great game. Great, We beat great Diablo. And so good, right? Well, I, I, so I played it on PC. I've already beat Reaper of Souls on PC back when it first came out. Uh but she's never played it, and I had never played it on a console before. So we've it been playing flows it pretty smoothly on the PS4. I'll tell you, I have one huge complaint. What is that? I'm just curious. If you're playing with another person, and it's time to say gear up or go through your inventory because you're carrying too much shit one at a time, and you yeah. need to sell stuff, or maybe you want to transfigure stuff and make things look different. It takes forever because mm-hmm. it has to be one at a time. Yeah, no, I, I know that. Like, can you imagine? Uh, I've played that game with four people at my house. That was a nightmare. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> so, oh my god! Like, it takes so long. Like, well, to level to up and put your your skills and assign everything, you're sitting there for a while. We we got to the point like when we were getting ready to fight Diablo, where we're like, you know what? We feel a little OP at this point. We're just not going to change shit. We're just going to keep playing until we start dying. Right. <laughs> I, I mean, that's like, that's, it's not worth the time yeah. <laughs> or the effort. So we, we've moved on to the Reaper of Souls expansion. Cause of course, if you, if you buy the game, just as it is nowadays, you just go straight into act five. Right. You know, there's not much of a separation between the, the base game and the expansion. So it's crazy. Yeah. It's good I'm, stuff, I'm, ho- though. I'm hoping to finish that though here pretty soon because you know I don't know if we talked about it on the show or not, but in 2017 I had a personal goal of making sure that I completed like really finished uh, 12 games in 12 months. And I know that that might not sound like a lot, but I play a lot of games that never end, right? Like I play you know Overwatch and Heroes of the Storm and and different things like that where it's never really over. Or, or games that I don't really count, like Injustice or Capcom versus uh, Marvel, where, like, yeah, there was, like, kind of a story mode, but I'm not going to count that as, like, beating a game. I count it. Injustice has a very, very, pretty good campaign, actually. Oh. 
The, fir- the first ones, the first ones was kind of short. Like I'm not saying they're bad; they're fighting games, right? But like I'm talking about, you know, Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey. Oh yeah, and, you cannot even compare. Yeah, Doom and, and things like that. So I'm at uh, I'm at eight games right now. I fell a little behind, so I've got like five weeks, six weeks to beat four games. So I. <laughs> Good so luck. I, but I'm the reason I'm laughing, guys, is because this guy has like 50 games on his like to beat list. <laughs> well, I also have like I'm in the middle of so many games. I mean, think about this for a second. So I'm in the middle of, of Super Mario Odyssey, Steam World Dig Two, Stick It to the yep. Man, Doom, Diablo Three, Samus Metroid Returns. Uh, did you count Narcosis in your completed games? Yes, I did. I figured you <laughs> even those two hours. It was three hours. First off, it was three you're hours. Right, you're right, right. You're right. And I did. I, I went through and I played it, and I think that you're it was right. absolutely worth it because it's a complete game. That's the thing. Like that's the whole experience. You know, if you start like I don't want to start putting stipulations on it, like it has to be a certain length because <laughs> then like Mar- then like Breath of the Wild totally threw me off because I played that game for seventy hours. I know. You I know. looked at your stats the other day again, and I just cringed. <laughs> I passed the 70 hour mark this weekend. It's like, oh. <laughs> so, like, yeah, I mean, you know, so, like, if, if that counts as one game, Narcosis counts as a game, then to kind of level that off a bit. <laughs> Fair enough. But, uh, but yeah, so I, I'm in the middle of like half a dozen games. So, if I could just finish, you know, a few of those, I'll be good. You will. You've still got four weeks. <laughs> Five weeks. I could do it. I could do it. I got time, man. I got time. Maybe I'll, I haven't decided yet. Maybe I'll take off. If I, if I use three days of PTO between Christmas and New Year's, I get like 10 days off. I was going to say every 10 days you have to beat a game. So, (laughs) but if I have like 10 solid days off, especially like three where the girlfriend's at work, then I can just like play for six hours or eight hours in a row. (laughs) I can knock out some of this. I can do it. All right, man. Every every ten days, I want you to be telling me you beat a game. <laughs> oh, I can't handle the pressure. I can't do it. I am curious, though. Anybody out there, like, how many games do you beat in a given year? And I mean, like, you know, ones that you can actually complete, not not stuff like Overwatch that you well, can just play. Like endlessly. when I when I played when I used to have the uh, Blockbuster Game Pass, uh, man, I probably played and beat. I I think my highest record in one month. Let's just go off of one month, because that's you're you're looking you're fixing the pace four in one month. Um, I think it was closer to eight eight games in one month. I mean, I would beat well, them one day. Don't forget that like I started some of these already, and there's a few games that I kind of just decided I didn't want to play anymore. Right. Uh, so like Cave Story Plus and Mario Plus Rabbids, I actually put a lot of time into and just couldn't. I just couldn't get into those games. I really tried to stay connected to them, and they both just lost me. And I just don't want to play them anymore. <laughs> You're like, I'm done. It's well, true. You want to play? You yeah. want to play? You got to. We got to beat Odyssey. Like that's that's a big one on my list. It is. Yeah, that's a big one. Odyssey. I feel like Odyssey is a, mo- a much more attainable goal than Breath of the Wild for me. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's levels. You know. You know where you're at. And there, there are a lot of games that I've played that we got re- like review codes for that I didn't complete because I just didn't have time to before we we talked about them. Um, you know that that took time too. So you know I've played a lot of games this year. I just haven't finished as many as I wanted. Right. So we'll see. And if I, if I can hit that goal, 
I'll probably just keep it the same for 2018 and see if I can make it a little more even instead of, you know, having four at the end here. Well, you kind of got hit hard here in November, man. We had like five good games come out that we had to buy. So March next year is going to be another another situation where we're <laughs> we're buying five games. I mean, maybe. I got so much to do. I mean, I got once I finish these games I'm in the middle of, you know, you've got uh, – South Park, The Fractured Butthole. Yeah. You've got Wolfenstein 2. Um, and that's for PS4. You have uh, you have that. You have both those games for PS4. Yeah, yeah. I will be borrowing those from you <laughs> at some point. <laughs> well, like, so Stick of Truth was going to be PS4, but for Wolfenstein, I was really on the fence. I thought about holding out for Switch, but it was twenty five dollars. I know, I know, but I I am just going to hold off for Switch because I feel like that's a game I really want to play on the go. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, man. Well, let's uh, let's wrap it up. All right. Well, guys, thanks for listening. We'd love to know what you think about all the stuff that we cover, the news, Stick It to the Man, any of these other games we've talked about. Hit us up at Heroes Podcasts on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and HeroesPodcast.com for all of our other shows. Um, we have five shows now on the Heroes Podcast Network. Every Monday is our web series, uh, Costume Couture, that talks about cosplay and costuming in movies, television, and conventions. Tuesdays, of course, is this show, Gamer Heroes, so please subscribe and drop us a review on iTunes. Uh, if you drop us a review, first off, we'll give you a shout-out on the show and read your review as uh, much as we can and as long as it's appropriate. does not have to be five stars, but we appreciate it. And once we hit ten reviews, we are going to give away a video game randomly to one of the first ten people to leave us a review on iTunes. So go out there for that. Uh, every Wednesday is Screen Heroes, our show about TV and movies with a slant on Marvel and DC. Thursdays, Red Shirts and Runabouts are our Star Trek show, and on Saturdays is the Saturday Morning Tooncast about Saturday morning cartoons and sugary breakfast cereals. <laughs> I love that. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's a good yeah. show. See, I like, so that one is, is really fun for me because it's the only podcast on the network that I'm not a host on. So I can really just listen to it and enjoy it. It's interesting. I like it a lot too. So uh, go check out all of our shows. Subscribe. We're on uh, iTunes, Google Play, Blog Talk, Radio, and of course anywhere you can drop an RSS feed. And for Screen Heroes and Gamer Heroes, we are both now on Spreaker. So go to Spreaker.com and you can subscribe to us out there. Woo. All right. That's a lot, man. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a ton of stuff, but we appreciate, <laughs> appreciate you guys listening. Don't forget to tune in to the second annual Screen Heroes Awards, Tuesday, December 5th. We will catch you guys next week. See ya. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.